Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to the uh, glorious return of Trust the Tape. It's been years since we last uh, had an episode. Was it last week? Mm, Yeah, we took one week off. Oh, yeah, we took a week off at some point, but we're back. Welcome. Trust the Tape. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh at JC1053 on the Twitter. Alongside my co-host and future NFL GM, Dane Brugler at DP Brugler. Now, when you get a GM job and then you get fired the first time, is that going to be discouraging? No, because it means I can do the, the podcast again. Oh, hell yeah. So we'll come back. And Why don't you just keep doing the podcast while you're a GM? That'd be interesting. And be totally honest and transparent at all times. I, f- I feel like that would hurt my chances uh, come around this time of year with the draft. And I don't, I don't you know, like it, Dave Gettleman. He's kind of holding those cards close to the vest of the Giants at number two. Probably not in real life, though. He's telling his buddies in the league. He's like, yeah, I think. You uh, you Okay, random thing to start Trust the Tape with. By the way, this is going to be a freestyle version of Trust the Tape. This is freestyle because Dane's tired. He's working on the beast. He's he's sleeping about two hours hours ago. (laughs) Uh, So the draft guide from Dane Brugler will be out when? April 2nd. April 2nd. Check at DP Brugler. I'll uh, do the tweeter of the retweeter uh, when it comes out. But that's worth talking about because the Jets are picking third now, right? We went a big from trade. six to three. So they went from six to three, and it cost them three second-round picks to get from six to three. Now, this is fascinating to me. For in a lot of ways. Two reasons, at least two. Okay. One, I have two scenarios in my head. Either the New York Jets called Cleveland and said, we'd like to come to one, and they said, we're not trading. Then called the Giants, who said, we're not trading. Then called Indianapolis, who was like, well, what are you talking about? What do you got? So they either moved up to three and they know who's going at one and two already and they're good with that or they think that three of the quarterbacks they're okay with. Yeah. It's I, one of those two options. I think it's the latter. It has to be. because I've just never seen that before. No, where we have like, it. oh, yeah, well, we evaluated three quarterbacks that are fine. We'll just go to three. It'll be fine. And we've never seen. You always target your guy. Right. We've never really seen. But that quarterback desperation breeds some interesting moves. And we've never seen really this kind of move this early uh, in the process where we're a month out, over a month out, and they're moving up to three with two spots ahead of them. There's, there's interesting dynamics here because uh, Cleveland at one, unless they just get a ridiculous deal, and even if they do, chances are they're not moving out of that. They're taking a quarterback number one, and I, a lot of that, I think, comes from the ownership. They're tired of passing on Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson. They almost gave up a two and a three for A.J. McCarron last year. Well, I went over the list of the guys Joe Thomas blocked for in his career. They God. need to pick a quarterback at number one overall. Yeah. The Some great, of the guys who played the most games, the great were like, Spurgeon win, um, Whedon, and like twenty yeah. games basically put you in the top three. Jake Delhomme, yeah. Brian Hoyer. I mean, oh, the list so is bad. on and on. It's it's oh, terrible. It's so bad. And Seneca so, Wallace is in there. Well, and we've talked about it before. For a team that's has so many quarterback issues the last twenty years, 
They've taken one quarterback in the top 20 picks since they came back in 1999. So you have to shoot your shot. Take a chance on your guy. Uh, I think they like one of these guys. Um, I, I think Darnold's the favorite, but, you know, who knows? It, Cleveland can go in a different direction. We'll see. So, you know, they the call to Cleveland. They're not moving. The call to the Giants is interesting. This is a team. If the Giants aren't moving, aren't they taking a quarterback? But Somebody just offered you a quarter. Well, or maybe they, they didn't call the Giants. Well, I think they did, but like, these team, two teams have never made a trade before. They, they work in that. They so play, the old guys hate each other? Well, they play teams? in the same stadium. They, they, there's a lot of friction there. And not necessarily that they hate each other, but if you're the Giants, do you really want to move back, what, five spots, four spots, and let the Jets get their quarterback of the future? If somebody's paying me a quarterback tax for it, I'm worried about my team. Sure, and that's fair. Because that means I'm going to move down five spots, pick up three second-round picks, and help my football team. If I'm not picking a quarterback and I'm the Giants, I make that deal. Well, and here's the other thing is... Probably. Am I going to lose Quentin Nelson? uh, Well, in my current mock, I have the Colts taking... Nelson at six. Okay, so I would. Uh, I w- well, so if they, if they I made that deal, not them, and they might yeah. take him at three. Yeah, I guess if your guy is there, you take your guy. But that's it's a heck of a tax to go up there, and it's like I'm I'm, I'm getting people who are like, oh, they're gonna no. It was Florio. Florio, come on, dude. He's on some radio show, and he's like, up. Oh, if Saquon Barkley's on the board at three, I think he's going to be a Jet. You did no, not pay that price no. to go get a running stop, back. Stop. Stop. You stop. use. You would use one of those three second-round picks to pick a running back and have your top five pick and two second-round picks left over. Nobody's paying that to go get a running back. No, it's not. Not since Ditka. Uh, Wasn't it Ditka? Yeah, traded his entire draft to go to get Ricky. And here's the other thing is we're so, again, we mentioned this, we're so early in the process. I think the Jets called the Giants, and the Giants were kind of like, we're not ready to do a deal yet because – there's Buffalo out there. There's Arizona. There are teams that could possibly trade more to get up to the number two spot. Look at, look at Buffalo. The asking price might be three number ones. 12, now, 20, whatever. And, and next, next year's, year's one. Years. Now you're trading back a little further. You're not going to be outside the top 10 where with the Jets you wouldn't be. But you also pick up three ones as opposed to three twos and a one. So if I'm the... If I'm the Giants, I, I think the call was made from the Jets to the Giants, and the Giants said, and eh, we're not ready to do a deal yet. And maybe they're still doing due diligence on these quarterbacks. They want to do some private workouts. They want to go to the pro days. Maybe they don't want to feel 100% comfortable with these guys. But I think more so is they're going to play the odds that sometime this next month, the Bills, the Cardinals, one of these other teams are, is going to get desperate and look to move up. Because I think that's what happens with the Jets. You look at Mike McCagden, Todd Bowles, there's a chance neither of those two will be in the same position at this time next year. They have to show they are putting the franchise in the right direction. And so that they didn't get Kirk Cousins. Okay, we'll move on to plan B, which is to go up and get the quarterback. They must feel good about three of these quarterbacks. You have to. That just seems you have not to. crazy. It doesn't seem crazy because I could see liking three of them. It's just so counterintuitive to what the NFL has always been. I think they which just when a team knew, went sure. up, they knew who they were getting. The Eagles right. knew they were getting Wentz. The Rams knew they were getting Goff. Teams know who they're going up for, and they're going up like, yeah, one of the guys left, we'll like him. And I think they probably have an idea of who will be there, but there's especially this far out. I mean, the Browns. Do you have a guess? I'm guessing Baker. Baker's my guess. At I three. think it's Baker or Rosen, one of those two. I don't think it's Allen okay, because look, you can't you can't do another Hackenberg. You can't wait 
a year, two years to, for him to see the field. You need a guy that's going to be ready from But don't they have the money in McCown and Bridgewater? They do. So they're going to think that that's what makes a guy a like confusing. Baker walks in and upgrades him and saves the GM's job? While they're- I think that you need a guy that can at least see snaps as a rookie, where he's going to give you that... <sighs> You know, that idea that, okay, McCown's going to be our starter. Maybe we'll see a little bit of Bridgewater, but at some point you're going to see the rookie. And at some point he, you expect him to take over as the guy uh, in the quarterback room on the field. And Josh Allen, I don't think he's going to do that as a rookie. And, you know, who knows what he's going to look like in year two after a year in your program. But with Baker, with Josh Rosen, and this is just assuming Darnold goes one, I think you feel better about those two guys being able to see the field a lot quicker than Josh Allen. So, with the way this is going to play out, don't you think we're going to end up seeing maybe four quarterbacks in the top five? Because Buffalo wants up. I, I think they want up. We're going to see three. Okay, because the Browns are going to take one. Browns are going to take one. The Giants, I think they could take one, or they could end up selling their pick for a ton. Right, to which is what they want to do. And then somebody's coming to get a quarterback. Right. The Jets moved up for a quarterback. Right. Those are the three, and then at five you got Denver. The Broncos are a wild card. Uh, Case Keenum's a nice short term option. He's the guy for right now. That's I mean in my mock I did this week I put Josh Allen five to the Broncos. Uh, it you know he can sit for a year or two and eventually take over. I don't well, who knows what the Broncos think of uh, Josh Allen. That would make some sense. Where is Lamar going to go? Is kind of a wild card to me. Yeah. I don't know. Is somebody going to move up for him? Because well, okay, this is something last year. No one was talking about the Chiefs as the team that was going to trade up for Pat Mahomes. No one was talking about the Texans as a team that was going to trade up for Deshaun Watson. So that could very well be the case this year with a team like the Saints. The Saints wanted Pat Mahomes. They were ready to draft Pat Mahomes last year until the Chiefs came all the way up and got their guy. Now it worked out okay for the Saints. They still got Marshawn Lattimore at the next pick. But the Saints could be in a position where they're going to go up and get their quarterback for the future. Arizona at 15. Sam Bradford, come on, give me a break. I know they gave him a lot of money, but he's not going to play 16 games this year. He's not the future. So you got to go get a quarterback at some point. (laughs) Okay. Is there another team maybe that we're not talking about? You know, a a team that's uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger is nearing the end. You never know. I I think there's a good chance we could see a wild card team in the 20s trade all the way up into early teens, just like with Deshaun Watson last year to go get Lamar Jackson. And Miami's picking at 11. Uh, you know, you have to be, if say the the Bills and Giants make that trade, the Giants at 12, would they take Lamar Jackson uh, if he's there for them? So there's a lot of intrigue with these quarterbacks. It's really going to be fascinating to see how it all plays out. Okay. Uh, is there anything else that you're wanting to do today because I asked the people like 15 minutes ago what they wanted to hear about. I, you oh, know, let's let the people. Decide I'm a man that. of the people, sure. and so this becomes a, a wild card version of trust the tape. It's the wild card. Welcome everyone to the wild card. First question from David: Who's the last guy slash round you can get a starter at safety, guard, wide receiver, linebacker? That's an upgrade over a bottom-of-the-barrel free agent. Ooh, you want to go position by position? All right, what do you want to start? Let's start with safety. Guys who you think are going to step in, be a starter, and be better than a bottom-of-the-barrel free agent. I would say, depending how you uh, consider Minka Fitzpatrick, Minka, Derwin James, 
Ronnie Harrison could be a better strong safety than a bottom of the barrel free agent. Mm-hmm. And then I'm down to guys. Uh, Jesse Bates is maybe immediately better than a than a bottom, bottom of the of barrel. The barrel free agent. Yeah, that's the Wake so. Forest safety. I, I, Reed, I say yeah, Justin Reed. Golden's more of your nickel, but yeah. Um, and I'd probably throw Terrell Edmonds in there. I think he can do that. Uh, again, Where do you have him? I have him as like a third round guy. I'm in the third, too. Um, Is he going to be a box safety? He's almost kind of a linebacker. Yeah, that's what he's, he's a big boy. Delino Hill. Remember from Michigan last year? Went to Seattle with... Uh, he was a late third-round pick. I do remember him. That's he was who he a, is. He was a nice little box safety. Yeah, that's who this yeah. guy is. He's Terrell Edmonds. Yeah, so both the Edmonds brothers. That's Tremaine's older brother, right? Right. Do you think that that hurts his heart, that little brother's going to get picked higher? No. I mean, I think he's probably known for a good part of his life that his brother's maybe a little better. I don't know. A little how, freakier. How long do you think he's known? Uh, I don't know. Where he I mean, really admits it in his heart. See, I don't know. I don't have – I mean, little my little brother's like – could Terrell Edmonds... 12 years younger than me, so... Could Terrell Edmonds be a better NFL player than Tremaine Edmonds? It's not crazy. I mean, there's no question Tremaine's got to develop. Terrell's yeah, kind of ready. Tremaine's bigger and a little freakier, uh, but, I mean, it's not like Terrell's any slouch himself. He's... And they play two different positions. Uh, I don't think there's any question Terrell's more in line to play right away and, and make an impact. Um, but, yeah, and that, but that's why we're talking about him. Uh, that's why we're talking about him as... Uh, potential upgrade over a bottom-of-the-barrel free agent. A few other names I'd throw out there, too. Uh, I got names, but I just don't know if I trust that they're going to be better than are we talking about, standard. Like, are we talking about like from day one? Or yeah, just yeah. at some point? We're talking about today. Okay. Because there's guys like Armani Watts. I want to like Armani Watts. Right, sure. I like, I, I like, and here's the thing, he athletically tested awful. The reason I want to like him is on tape, I feel like he's an athletic guy. Yeah. That if he can kind of figure out and be more consistent, he's he can a sometimes play. player. Uh, I think Marcus Allen, uh, at box safety, he Ugh. can, you know, like him. Ugh. It's tough. The box, because the guys who are box guys, okay, if you can come down and you can tackle, yeah. all right, that's what I need. Well, if that's what you're looking for, then they can it. fill that role. Uh, who else did I like? In that case, Quinn Blanding can do it. Yeah. Kaiser White can do it. Uh, I'm out on Deshaun Elliott. You like the Whitehead guy, don't you? I do like Jordan Whitehead. Yeah, I, but he's he's more of a, an upside guy. I don't I, like from day one. I don't know if I'm gonna promise you he's gonna be better than who you can get on the free agent market. Um, but I mean, this uh, the safety class isn't great. I mean, we just said a lot of names uh, as guys that could potentially be better. But I would say safety is one of the worst three or four positions just in terms of depth in this draft. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I've got Derwin and Minka, if you count Minka, as ones. Ronnie Harrison is my only two. And then Jesse Bates, Reed, Edmonds. I might have to move Watts down to the fourth. But, yeah, there's not not a whole bunch of guys there at the top of the draft if you're looking for a safety. No. What other position did he say? uh, The next one would be offensive guard, Mm. which you start with Quentin Nelson, of course. He's an upgrade over whatever. Isaiah Wynn is an upgrade over a bottom-of-the-barrel free Do you have two and three close, or is it defined one, two, and three in your mind, in the guard rankings? Uh, Mine's defined. Okay. Yeah, for me, I'm comfortable saying that I think Isaiah Wynn's a better player than uh, Hernandez. Yeah. I'm comfortable with that. Uh, I'm I'm with you. uh, Wynn is kind of perfect. (laughs) <laughs> he's not. Yeah. He's not as he's limited, Im- but he's, he's really not good. as imposing as Quentin Nelson. But you want technical right. refinement. You want the guy who Balance, just got the job done. Punch, he, the pass guys, pro, run blocking. Isaiah yeah. Wynn's a stud. 
Yeah, he is. That dude's good. As long Hernandez as he stays is, healthy. Hernandez is a beast. Will Hernandez is a he's a big old strong I just, dude. I want that classic neck roll. He's uh, just that's not, great. He's not as as ready as technically. He's not going to respond to quickness as well as Isaiah Wynn does. He's like, yeah, I'll take Will Hernandez as a starter on mm. my football team for sure. Sure. But if I'm using a first round pick, I'd be much more comfortable with Isaiah Wynn. I agree. Um and this draft is it's it's top heavy when we talk about the guards. Uh, I think I like Braden Smith in the second. Austin Corbett is another day two guard that can be a plan B option if you missed on one of those first three. I think Corbett can be a step in starter. Yeah, I've got so. him in the third round, and then that would be the end of my guards. Yeah, I then don't, I think step in, and it's like, yeah, I feel great about. Unless Connor Williams, or you're going to move somebody. Else. Yeah, right. I think Connor Williams would be a nice addition if you include him in that mix. Um, I do think there are some interesting day three. Uh, options, uh, especially these smaller school guys. Skylar Phillips from Idaho State. I think it's the name to know. He's uh, hold on, let me type his name over here. You he's interesting. Watch him. Check him out. Um, Skylar Phillips. Yeah, he's a good player. All right. Uh, and then it. and then Sean Welsh from Iowa, who played a little tackle, played a little guard, can play center, uh, did a little bit of everything for Iowa. We know those Iowa guys. Uh, NFL ready and on the offensive line coming out of college. Uh, he's a day three option that. Wouldn't be a bad pickup for uh, one of these teams looking for some help right away. Okay, upgrades over a bottom-of-the-barrel free agent. Wide receiver. There are 56,131 of them. There's a lot. Uh, my wide receiver order is still not done. I'll say that right up front. There's, It's definitely still not done because what I'm doing is I'm getting all these names on the board in the right area, and then I will watch every single one of them again because <laughs> I'm going to watch – Ridley, Moore, Gallup, Sutton, Washington, Miller, Kirk, back to back to back to back to back to back. Do you to back. feel any better about these guys than you did a month ago, two months ago? I, I, you know what? I feel good that Calvin Ridley, and I'm going to be alone here, and I'm cool with that. Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, and Michael Gallup are my top three. Well, we definitely agree on the top two. That I'm confident that. in. Cortland Sutton, Anthony Miller, if his foot's right. James Washington, I don't even feel great that those are my top guys there. Because <laughs> then I struggle with, okay, where is DJ Chark going to go? The LSU guy, 6'3", runs the 4'3", he's going to get you big chunk plays in the NFL. Where does Dante Pettis fit in? The Washington guy, where does Traquan Smith, Central Florida, Javon Wims, Georgia, Simi Cobbs, Indiana, Jamon Moore, Equinemius St. Brown. Like now I've got all of these guys who are your full-size receiver, outside guys, and I got to I gotta sort through the order. Yeah. And there are so many. My second and third round has way too many dudes in it. Uh, so way too many dudes. I'm with you because it is hard to break these guys up. And look, there will be no consensus. So for everybody that's looked at these wide receivers or doing your own rankings, just trust what your eyes tell you because there's no right or wrong here. Uh, these guys are going to be all over the map. I agree with Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, 1-2. I have Anthony Miller, 3. Cortland Sutton, 4. And St. Brown, 5. I think the ability... Cortland Sutton and St. Brown being 4 and 5. Those are the two guys I think have legit number one potential. I don't know if they'll reach that level, but they at least have that potential. Uh, and then Gallup, Kirk, Chark, Pettis, and Washington round out 5 through 10. It's it's uh, definitely a talented group, but trying to figure figure out where the pecking order is, and these guys are all different. It just depends on what you're looking for. You mentioned DJ Chark. Obviously, he offers something a lot different 
than a player like Michael Gallup. Uh, you know, Christian Kirk, if you're looking for a slot receiver, you're going to like him more than you're going to like a Michael Gallup or uh, you know some of these other players. So it just depends what you're looking for, what type of receiver you want. But it's a deep group where uh, if you get Deshaun Hamilton in the fourth round, which I think is very possible, that's not a bad play. That's not a w- bad way to go. A guy that's not the not a burner, but he can get open. So uh, there are plenty of options into day three this year. Uh, and what you do with Oklahoma State's Marcel Aitman? I've got a. Um, I'm in the fourth. I gave him three four. Okay. If you, you there's again, gonna be a ton of receivers come off the board. Cause I'm looking at my like my board, and it's like okay, you've got 25 receivers on your board right now, and you got. 10 to 15 of them right in the top three rounds and yeah. are that many gonna go yeah maybe hmm. <laughs> yeah maybe because i'm with you i like i like javon wims a lot i do too but what, like, what grade you put on him uh i put wims let me see here early three okay see like, i don't know and I, he was late in the process for for me because what we're doing is we'll go down your list. We'll go down right. any list you can find, really, to try to get. And I'm probably up to, I don't know, 160 guys. And so Wims was one that showed up late and jumped in front of a bunch of people for me mm-hmm. because, um, sure, impromptu Javon Wims scouting report. He's pretty good in that back shoulder. Seeing 4'6 kind of scared me, or 4'6-ish as your speed. But he's a big guy, and to your point, the back shoulder, the down-the-field ball, the body control is really, really, really good. Yeah. After catch on stop routes, a lot of times he's going to run through that first tackle and get you some more yards. Wim's a pretty good player. He is he a good a, player. He, and he, he's got I mean, he's mostly going to be a stop route, back shoulder, slant drag, but he's he's a good one. I like him. No, he is good. And he, he started at Bellhaven – was out of football, went to Heinz Community College, only two years at Georgia, and he really blew up this past year uh, as the go-to receiver in really a run-first offense. So uh, good on him to have the senior year that he needed, and he's he's going to be drafted somewhere in the middle rounds. I, I remember talking people um, leading last fall leading up to the Senior Bowl about who what wide receivers should get invites, and I, I really pushed for Wims because I thought he deserved one. Um and he got a late call up, but then couldn't play because of the injury he suffered in the national title game. But yeah, he's a good player. I'm glad you uh, glad you mentioned him. Uh, Traquan Smith, where do you have him? I've got a three on him. Okay, he's I, in my mix. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's early three, I, late two. I see a lot of Allen Robinson in his game. Like he's he can win downfield. He can win at all three levels. Uh, he's a bigger guy where, but he also has some speed. Uh, there, there's a lot to like about Traquan Smith uh, at UCF. It's amazing the athletes that UCF's putting in this draft. Uh, we, we talk about Shaquem Griffin, obviously. Traquan Smith's in that mix. Mike Hughes, Mike Hughes on defense. So yeah, they uh they've got some guys. I mean, the tight end Atkins might get drafted late. They've got a couple of defensive linemen that uh could be uh, sixth, seventh rounders, priority free agents. Uh, I, no wonder they uh, had the season they did at the college level. Okay, so we named a whole bunch of guys, and we didn't name guys like Robertson, Wilson, uh, Dion Kane, my Kiki Kuti. Oh, I get yeah, Kuti would have been my highest ranked guy out of the guys who aren't named yet. Yeah. Uh, did I say Burnett, the USC guy? Burnett. So there's, there's some slot guys there. Cobbs. Um. Hey, why didn't my guy Ishmael get a combine invite? <laughs> 
Syracuse. Oh, yeah, at Syracuse. Yeah, sure, he, he runs have. like two routes, but the dude had a hundred and some odd catches. He's, 104 catches. It's not bad. No, he is. He a four or five. I mean, he, his, the, the production is a little inflated coming from the Dino Babers offense, but I mean, credit to him. His, 50-50 balls for him are kind of like 80-20. Like, he's really good at going up and attacking the ball. Uh, I, I'm with you. I thought he deserved a combine invite. He's uh, belongs in, he's a draftable receiver. Put it that way. Where do you have Clemson's Deion Kane? That was one of the guys that I know some people are really high on, and I didn't really see it with. I struggle with him because I I think his best football is ahead of him. Um, the focus issues really bother me. Yeah. He way too many drops. Uh, it's just up and down this tape, and it just that that really worries me and kind of it dings his value. So I've got him as a three four, but I think he'll go higher than that based on just the athletic size potential. So. I'll I, I let someone else take Deion Kane off the board. All right. Quick reminder. Oh, wait, I guess in a podcast you've remember the question because it's not like you were in and out. You're listening to the whole podcast. But the last guy slash round where you can get a starter at these positions, it's an upgrade over a bottom of the barrel free agent. Linebacker. Now, this one is fun and interesting because I actually just finished another write-up on linebackers, and I know you recently did one too. Linebacker for me they're a lot of fun to watch and they're a lot of fun to evaluate the hard part is depending what the nfl team you're watching through their lens depending what they want they're all really really different mm-hmm. like roquan smith sure off yeah. the ball linebacker awesome tremaine Edmonds, off the ball linebacker good potential to be awesome right then you get to so many guys who in college they're kind of playing as this overhang the edge defender where my job is to sack the quarterback or chase down plays or whatever. And that job may not exist for a lot of NFL teams. So now we're trying to figure them out. Right. Scheme specific. And are you going to change your personnel to fit what they do best? A lot of puzzle pieces to try and fit into place. So if you're a four, three team, like obviously Roquan Smith, Tremaine Edmonds, those are upgrades over a bottom of the barrel free agent. Mm-hmm. Rashawn Evans, safe yeah. to say Alabama. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got him as a second-round guy. My other second-round guy, who some people might be a lot lower on, is Nuosu, the USC guy. I don't – I just – I'm not 100% sure how he transitions to, hey, you're an off-the-ball linebacker. Yeah. He's, he's I don't pa- think he is. He's a pass rush guy. Yeah, he's a th- I think he's a 3-4 outside linebacker only. Yeah. You know, I don't think he's going to fit in a 4-3. I mean, you can try him at Sam, um, but he's at his best where he's within – Five, seven yards of the line of scrimmage. Dude and, had 13 bat downs, and yeah. almost none of them were actually dropping. It was right. just timing it up. Yeah, he has the quarterback and timing it up. Well, how about the interception he made off the one? I mean, it's just he. Yeah. It, off it, the it, offensive lineman. Right. Tipped it, lineman tipped it, he caught it. Amazing uh, some of those reflexes that he has. But yeah, it, it, where do you play him? And I, I think he's a three, four outside linebacker only. Um, and for the right team, for the right fit, it makes sense in the second round. So I'm not against that. Okay, and what, then I have a whole bunch of guys. What about... Uh, and they're all very different. Boise State. Uh, I have them in the third. Okay. That's where... I mean, I'm not changing it. I I'm not don't. changing it. Trust what you see. Take your combine, Bobby Carpenter, and your <laughs> one year of tackling a lot of people, and I'm uh, when he goes in the first, if it's at number 19... Uh, I'll be quiet, and other people can talk about him. I don't, sometimes you watch a guy, and the numbers are all there. The athletic profile is there, and you just don't see it. I just didn't see it with him. 
And so I'm going to leave him where I have him. What would be more disappointing, Taco Charlton first last year or Leighton Van Der Esch in the first this year? Well, I had Taco as a late two, and I got Van Der Esch as a three. So he would be more disappointing. Well, drafts are different. You know, I yeah. mean, in last year's draft, Leighton might have been a two for you. Who knows? You know, just. He might have been. I, the problem is, is that I don't. It's not a top heavy linebacker class to me either. No, it's not. I'm comfortable with three of them. Roquan, Tremaine Edmonds, Rashawn Evans. What about like day two values like Josie Jewell? I like my day two guys are Josie Jewell at Iowa, Van Der Esch, mm-hmm. Avery at Memphis, Jefferson, yeah. Darius Leonard, Warner, and I don't know what to do with him, but I really like Leon Jacobs at Wisconsin. Hmm. I like him. I don't know what to do with him. That's how I feel about Avery from Memphis. Yeah. I don't know what to do with him either because he's... I, well, he's one of the guys I wrote up where it's like, listen, all of these guys are much different yeah. and what they're good at and what you're not sure about are totally different. So with him, what am I sure about? I'm pretty sure I could line him up at Will or Mike and if you run the ball, he's going to get sideline to sideline and blow people up. What am I not sure about? The rest. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so what are we... I mean... He's, He's he's fast. Yeah. He's strong. He is. He is those things. Can you get him? Can you develop him to cover? Maybe. That's what we're doing in the third round. I'm finding a guy I feel good about something, and I don't know. Would you feel better about him over like a Lorenzo Carter, who's just a much freakier athlete? Lorenzo Carter. I didn't like tough. Carter's tape at all. No, I, that's I, my I don't, problem. Yeah, and he's a monster athlete. He is. And so Georgia couldn't figure out the best way to use him. Maybe your coaches can. That's that's part of well, the I'm tough a, part. I'm a cowboy it. guy. I don't have faith that no, my coaches they, can figure out they anything. They'd, so, they'd no. stick my fullback. Okay, the BYU kid Warner. Help me with him. Yeah. He's 6'3", he's 235, he can run. So to me, he's the exact opposite of Avery, the Memphis kid. Because yeah. he, he can cover. Warner can cover, he goes yeah. out in the slot. He can mm-hmm. carry a guy up the seam, he can play a zone, he can do whatever. He can go with his back to the ball, intercept the ball. As a run player, well, I think he's got a long way to go. Hmm. I, I watch him as a run player, and based on how athletic you are, there's tackles he misses that he shouldn't. It doesn't have a lot of pop. Uh, so they're exact opposite, and I've got him kind of in the same area. I know you can help me in one regard. I don't know if you can in the other. How right. much do you like him? I like him a lot because I, I agree with what you said about being able to hold up in coverage, very easy um, – Ease of movement. I mean, he doesn't. He looks natural out there. Kind of played that nickel linebacker role for BYU, where he didn't come off the field. I mean, he w- played a little strong. Then he moved out, covered the slot receiver, a little bit of everything. I think you're, you're right. When he allows blockers to attack his chest, he can be swallowed up in a run game. There's no question about that. He does need to get better using his hands, keep himself free, get a little stronger. Uh, you know, scrape down the line of scrimmage. Uh, but I feel good about. Because in today's NFL, I mean, you're you're gonna you want linebackers that can cover, and you hope that he can at least hold up enough in the run where, even if he's not the hero, his teammates can be, and they'll rally to the ball. But it's harder to find guys that can drop and cover, and so that's why I like Warner a lot and have him. Uh, I think it was two three on him. Okay, him and Jewel kind of in the same same conversation, uh, and we didn't mention Malik Jefferson. I have him in the mix with those guys, right? He's, you know who he looks like on tape to me? I thought about it, and this is what I've come up with. He kind of reminds me of maybe a faster version of what Jalen Smith is now. Yeah. Where straight line, 
Diagnosing can be a challenge. Yeah. But if it's straight line, uh, he's going to get there. And when it looks good, it looks great. That makes sense. Kind of what he reminds me of. Um, so he worries me. I don't think he's a good change of direction guy. I don't think he's a real good stop and go guy. I think he's a straight line player who, when he's right, he's going to blow up some plays. So what's that worth? Third round? Yeah, because he has that attacking mindset, but a lot of times he attacks before he diagnoses. Um, And you just want want him to be closer to the ball because you want him to think less and just run more. You know, just, you know, be aggressive and... Uh, make plays in the middle of the of the of the field. If you in, put him in your starting lineup, you just need to give him some simplified reads. Um, allowed allow his best traits to take over, and his best traits are the speed and aggressiveness. So, uh, if you're going to take Malik Jefferson, just understand his strengths and weaknesses to put him in a spot to succeed. And of course, Shaq Griffin. Shaq Griffin is awesome. He is. I just don't know if I just don't think you can. He's going to be a three down player. No, he's not. He's not. I that's love okay. him. I love him. He's not going to be a three down player. No, I mean, I, he's a sub package guy, and that's fine. You can win with guys like that. You need players like that on your roster to, uh, you know, field a a winning team. So, uh, I mean, Shaquem Griffin's going to be a nice addition somewhere in the third or fourth round. Uh let me see here. Let me see here. I'm looking through the questions. Everybody asks me cowboy questions. We're trying to talk to a national audience here for crying out loud. No, I'm not going to do a scathing expose on the Cowboys' pathetic cap management and disgraceful free agency signings. That's not going to happen. People have nothing better to do on a Wednesday morning. (laughs) Who is a guy that you would not be shocked that falls out of the first round? That everybody says is a first round. That falls out of the first round. Um, let's see here. I mean, well, how many guys are considered can't miss first rounders? Well, I, I, I just did, like fifteen to twenty of them. I just did my mock draft, and um, I, when you're done, you kind of look and see, okay, who did I forget, or you know, who didn't make it? And in mine, I think the top guys that didn't make it. Uh, let me see here. Dallas Goddard, um, Connor Williams. Oh, you didn't have Connor Williams in oh, one? No, I did. He, had, he went oh. to Carolina 24, sorry. God dang. Well, and see, here's the thing with these offensive linemen is they're going to go second rounders are going to go in the first, third right. rounders in the second, and so on and so on. So uh, those guys are going to go high. If the NFL matched up with my thinking instead of what everyone else is saying, I would say a guy like Marcus Davenport. But teams are so starved for defensive ends and pass rush that it's not realistic, right? No, I don't think so. I, I'd be surprised. I have them at 25 in my mock draft, and that didn't feel good. I, I, I don't know why I let him fall that far because I think he's going to go much higher than that because of the trade. How many corners are going to go in the first round? For instance, my cornerback order, uh, and don't yell at me, Ward, then Fitzpatrick, Alexander, Hughes, Josh Jackson, are all five of those going in the first round? Um, definitely possible. Yeah, definitely possible. Uh, Hughes might be the only one that is on the fence. Uh, you like a lot about a lot about what you see on tape, but he's short. He's just a hair over 5'10". He ran a 4'5". Really one year, right? Yeah, and a reason he had only one year is he got kicked out of North Carolina because of some off-field stuff. So, I watched a guy yesterday that was facing four felony charges, but he beat him. He didn't get convicted. Callaway? Or no? Uh, no, it was a guy that went from Florida to somewhere. 
What he did was he apparently led a couple of guys into an apartment in Gainesville. Oh, J.C. Jackson. Ah, J.C. Jackson. Went to Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. He's not bad. He's all right. Yeah. Yeah, He's okay. He has some bad He beat the felony charges. Yeah. But those guys got away with uh, two gaming systems and $382 in cash. And he didn't actually pull off the heist, but he he opened the door. Yeah, Yeah, he He took them under false pretenses, the per, the people in the apartment made them think, oh, we're just here to hang out. Yeah. And then he, oh, my, I've got a phone call. His attorney said that those people were going to rob that place whether he took them there or not. And so he was found not guilty. God, lawyers are the worst people on earth. <laughs> That's awesome. Unless you need one, then they're the greatest. They're kind of like, like kickers. They're, they're terrible until you need one. Yes. And I don't need one. Stop sending me mail. They do that a lot. You get one ticket. They know it's coming. I ran a stop sign. I didn't even run it. I rolled through a stop sign with no one within six miles of me on a service road <laughs> and immediately got pulled over. You've kind of got a, you're kind of known out there. They, they know something's coming. They that was the one time I considered it. being a little disrespectful to a police officer or where I just wanted to say, <laughs> is that the most efficient use of your time? <laughs> is sitting in a parking lot watching this stop sign on this service road to see if someone rolls through it? But then I got 150 letters. As soon as you get a ticket, somehow the, all the lawyers know, and they wanted me to know they could help me beat the charges. Jeez. I was like, well, no, I'm just going to pay it. Uh, I don't have anything else. I'm done. I quit. You're done? That's it. Trust the tape's over. All right. Unless we'll you have back. something else. No. Um, everybody out there, the five-star reviews are what we need. You know, Tell your friends. Tell your friends about Trust the Tape and uh, add a comment with your favorite G.I. Joe character. Hmm. Mine was Snake Eyes. I was a Snake Eyes guy. A lot of people like Storm Shadow. Duke. Duke. Duke's obviously a strong one. But yeah, leave that in the comments and leave the five-star review for us on iTunes or however you listen to this bad boy. And we love you. And we'll talk to you next week on Trust the Tape. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.